You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Tales from the Buyer Side. I'm your host, Remy. This is my co-host, Lauren. Hello. And our friends are back. What's happening, Noonie? Noonie and Valerie. And Valerie. Good to see you both again. (laughs) Good to see you. Last time you guys were hanging out with us, uh, there was a lot of dog chasing going around. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the pups got loose. <laughs> yeah, they had a little bit of tubbies today, so I think they'll be fine for a couple hours. Perfect. Ah, good stuff, good stuff. <laughs> well, Noonie New, and his wife are big fans of the show and big friends of ours, and we love having you on, so welcome. Welcome back. Um, so we've got your story and if anybody missed it, like you can, you can look back on the best barbacks in the business or something like that was the title of it. I forget the title. I come up with these titles every week. I think that was it actually. I looked at it the other day. Something about the best barbacks out there, but, um, yeah, it was a great episode. We talked about how you moved your way up from barbacking to bartending. Uh, now Valerie, we didn't, Valerie, we didn't get to meet you last time. Are you in the industry as well? Or have you been or? I was for a brief period uh, between 2013 and probably 2017. All right. So that's, yeah, you got your, you dipped your toes in that uh, cesspool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 2013, maybe 14, 17, something like that. That, no, it's not a job application. We don't need to see your resume or anything. I just wanted <laughs> to know if like you were, you were industry peeps or not. So yes, you are industry peeps. Indeed. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about bad decisions, um, getting blackout drunk, going on a bender, other good life decisions. Like, Well, you don't have to talk about things you've done, but you can talk about things you've seen while working in the bar of people doing that. So yeah, just change the names to protect the guilty. With it, but just give us some stories that you guys have seen, I'm sure. This. I'm sure that you've seen some crazy shit because I worked with you and I know I've seen <laughs> some crazy shit. So. Oh God. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> well, let's um, talk about the fact that we used to have missing noonies as like an actual drink. <laughs> yeah. It was basically it was- just when Noonie would like get drunk, sometimes he would like go like lay down in the car or whatever. And everyone would just be looking for him. And it, it wasn't like a big deal or anything, but it was like, we just called certain drinks missing Noonie. <laughs> Honestly, the best time of a missing Noonie that I remember was when I, I was like fairly tipsy. I wasn't even working. I was just up hanging out and everybody went like, you know, went somewhere to smoke or whatever. And I went to Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> and I got a treat, and out there, apparently Dunkin' Donuts won't kick you out if you pass out. Didn't your mom come to get you later on that night? Yeah, and then also, I forgot that I left my car keys on my tire. <laughs> like, I just left them there, because I'm like, I'm not driving, and I'm just going to get some donuts and hang out, and then I just fell asleep. <laughs> That's kind of a good stash that place for your keys, time right there. That's a good stash place for your mm-hmm. keys. I mean, as Especially long as like, nobody got- notices them. Right, as long as nobody notices. Yeah. Nobody's gonna think that. Like in movies, we see them go into the car and like, you know, pop down like the sun visor and keys right there. Nobody checks the tire. So yeah. (laughs) 
That's right. Now, I mean, like well, now so they behind, will. <laughs> right, like behind it in the in the actual rim. Yeah, right, right behind. There you go. I'm still posting. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's a nasty feeling, though. Like when you're hammered, drunk, and you know that you are not going to drive, but you do need to get your car eventually. And you're like, "Oh my god, I was drunk. I was on an adventure. I lost my keys. What did I do with them?" Like, nope, the keys are with the car. <laughs> <laughs> right there. Never. That's a solid plan. If you're planning on getting blackout drunk or going on a bender, it's good to have like a little forethought. You know, plan things out a little bit. Like. Take some notes, kids. And, you know, while we don't necessarily condone excessive drinking, because you can hurt yourself blacking out. It's not a good thing to black out. It's like, it's really bad to black out. But still, we're not your mom. Like, so listeners, if you feel like doing it, like, just don't drive and we're cool with it. <laughs> it makes for funny stories, but it never makes for usually a fun adventure. Yeah. Well, and part of the point is that somebody always has to relate the story to you, because if you blacked out, you don't know what the hell happened, at least for part of the time. Right. And like, for reasons I'm not drinking on camera. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I actually have a pretty good story about somebody getting drunk in one of the bars I worked at. Sweet. We had um, this, he was like a dancer. And I don't know if anyone else has ever seen him or heard of him, but this was like a long time ago, like 2006 or 2007. And his name was the Acapulco Devil. And he like dances with like lasers. He like does like performances. I don't know. So I worked at this nightclub and we had the Acapulco Devil. And the last time he was there, he sold like 400 or 500 tickets. So I was a waitress at the time. I was like a shot girl slash waitress. And they were like, uh, you know, it's going to be super busy. You're going to be the only waitress on. So, you know, mind your P's and Q's and make sure everyone's good. So I was like, okay. I get there, I I swear to God, it couldn't have been more than like 40 people the entire night, okay? <laughs> there, it couldn't have been more than 40 people. But the Acapulco Devil had a table down there, and he had like a bunch of bottles. Well, somebody was like in his booth. I don't know if he was friends with them or if it was like random people were just getting into the booth. I don't know. But they started drinking his drink, his like bottle of Grey Goose. And a little while later in the night, I'm standing up in the VIP room and it like overlooks a terrace. And that's like where all the smoking happens. And I'm standing there and I see this guy get kicked out. And a few minutes later, I see him start scaling the building to get back inside. So he's like <laughs> the wall <laughs> and he's trying to get up. But the smoking, there's like a terrace over it. And he's standing on top of it at this point. And he's super wasted. And I like went and got my manager. I'm like, this guy's down there. They run downstairs and they open up the door. And as soon as they open the door, I swear to God, it was like a cartoon because this guy just goes like, whoa, whoa. And <laughs> backwards off the side of the building. Oh, shit. He hurt himself really bad. I know that we called like 911, ambulance came, all that stuff. But like, I don't know what happened to him after that. But that I'm sure that he does not remember doing any of that. Yeah, it was like <laughs> he was at that point. I'm good for climbing dumb shit when I'm drunk. I've done that before. There's a there's a statue downtown on the Riverwalk of like a family and like there's like a bunch of little kids and it's up pretty high. Like you have to like climb up onto the big cube. You know what I'm talking about? You know the statue. But so I'm like, oh, it'd be so sweet to like get up on the dad's shoulders and like take a picture. 
And my girlfriend at the time was like, you're going to fucking kill yourself. Like, I swear to God, you're always injuring yourself. And you're drunk. I'm like, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. But I actually did. I needed a friend to help boost me up. But I actually got up there and got up on top of the, the shoulders. And then it just wasn't that funny anymore. My friends were like over it. So nobody took a cool picture of me. I was like, Lame. yeah, but I didn't hurt myself that time. It was good. That time. That time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I've injured myself bad. I've bled all over state strangers like at a Tigers game because I fell down and <laughs> scraped up my hand. I was like, oh, my God, does this look bad? And I put my hand in their face, like bleeding all over their shirt and stuff. Dude, Remy, this, take it down. One time, I, I woke up in an ambulance. Mm. <laughs> it, was, mm. it, uh, it was before we started dating. Um, yeah, it was I like, um, remember you being in the ambulance. and I know Kiwan and Rico and Ryan will definitely remember this. It was St. Patrick's Day, and we started off in Royal, in Royal Oak. Somehow, we ended up downtown, and I was like, sit, I remember sitting in the alley, like, all right, I need to take a break. I'm going to just, like, sit down and, like, kick it for a minute. Apparently, I blacked out, and when I woke up, I'm, like, in the ambulance. They're like, are you okay? I'm like, yes, I'm totally fine. Let me get out of here. I cannot afford it. I need to get out. I get out of the ambulance. And Rico, Ryan, Kiwan, and everybody's like, dude, we were looking for you. And you, you hop me. out and you hop out of an ambulance. I'm like, yo, I need to get out of here. Absolutely. Like, how did I even get picked up? Like, who even called the ambulance like that guy's dead or something? I'm like, I'm just chilling. Like, <laughs> oh, jeez. No. Oh. Now I've never ridden in an ambulance. I've never been taken in an ambulance. I blacked out. I blacked Knock out a couple out of times. Never that bad. Yeah, right? I don't want to ride in an ambulance. That doesn't sound You said three times. <laughs> the first time, I was like a kid, and like I had like really bad muscle spasms, right? All right, that don't count. The second time was my first uh, bad trip, and Ooh. that's a whole other story. Right, Man. right, right. That's that's none of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a bad trip at the hospital one time, but I didn't ride in the ambulance to get there. So, yeah. Oh, God. Not a fun place. (laughs) Not a fun place to be, like, because there's nothing they can do. You know, doctors aren't going to help you come down off a bad ass trip. They're just looking at you like, oh, what? There you go, dude. So, none of those hospital trips have ever been, or ambulance trips have ever been when you were with me. No. I feel like that's like a good sign. (laughs) (laughs) Have I been a little dirty? Oh, ooh. I remember that night. <laughs> so me and my cousin Jelly, we uh we played oh. this game called a uh, Drunk Souls. If anybody ever played Dark Souls, then oh yeah, we made a drinking game out of it. Um, if you die, you take half a shot, and after every five minutes, you pass the controller, no matter what you're doing. So. You pass the controller and then immediately you fucking die and then. So jelly you have to take a half a shot of Jameson, a liter of Jameson. I get home and there is like probably a third of it left. They're <laughs> yeah. like they're not fighting with each other, but they're yelling at each other like silly thing. Oh, it was ridiculous. He couldn't make it up the stairs to our bedroom to go to sleep. So I have a picture of him just at the bottom of our stairs, just <laughs> sleeping next to our books because he couldn't make it up stairs because he was so drunk. <laughs> Well, that worked. <laughs> like, I got home from work at six o'clock at night, and they were both blackout. Oh yeah, bad noonie. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely have those times. At least I was at home. You yeah, know? you were definitely at home. And I was supervised <laughs> by my like huge cousin. So yeah. Well, and that's the thing too. It's like if you're gonna if you're gonna make a poor decision like that, or a good decision, depending on how you want to look at it. As long as you're not out in public, as long as you're not somewhere where you can like really hurt yourself or get arrested or doing it, you know, it's like the privacy of your own home. <laughs> you can hurt yourself there, but it's still. And with somebody who's got your back, I feel like it's, it's all about your company. Like if yes. your company is got absolutely, absolutely. Because I wouldn't get like that unless I was with people that I like really trust. When the three of us would work together, Lauren, and you'd be like, you need, you, you need to go in the building to get him because he can't come out of the building. And I'd be like, taking him so long. He can't even get out though. He like, you guys knew so many people that it was like, every time they would come in, they would drink and be like, we have to leave. And then everyone is trying to say goodbye to you, you know, like, you're you're drinking at the place you work at and yeah. it happens to be a nightclub you have a million regulars there every time <laughs> when i first started in the bar industry i never understood why lauren put so many shots behind the bar why don't we just take them until i started working as a bartender and i'm like i cannot do like they're just nope they gotta wait I'm sure Noonie remembers this, but there used to be like a wall right there that was like you could set your stuff. And at the end of the <laughs> night, there would be like 20 shots just like lined up, stacked up in this bag. Because I would like pretend to take the shot and turn around and stick it behind the wall. <laughs> I, I was bad at that. I would always try and take all the shots that got bought for me. I would still be <laughs> drunk as fuck. Yeah, I would drink. I would drink a lot of them. Like. The funniest thing is like, well, when the owner will be like, listen, I need you to make me a bottle. So when people say, buy the owner a shot, you're like, okay, cool. Owner's bottle. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. When somebody comes up and they want to watch the owner take that shot. They oh, my God. People know. And they'll watch the bottle that you poured it from. Everything. <laughs> like, make sure you take this shot. Let me smell it. <laughs> so it's like, it's, for owners, I feel for you. Because you're not getting out of here. <laughs> You're just like straight up, no. Not when I it. first started in bottle service, I remember like I had like already had like two or three shots, but I didn't want to drink anymore. And I came to, I think I, I came to you, Lauren, and I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't want to take another shot. You're like, just match the alcohol with like the color of the alcohol. So I put ginger beer in a shot and the guy was like, no, I'm taking your shot. And I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this is my shot because no. he called my bluff right then and I didn't know what to do and like I ended up just shooting it really quick and like pretending it was like whatever he was taking but yeah he called me out on that and you gotta have was- a good you gotta have a good shot taking face that you like you know like the kind of cringe but you're also like ooh, okay but I got through it or like all over the chaser you know <laughs> month of me working in the bar I fun of it so I say there's always a uh, like I use, I usually wipe my mouth after a shot, right? Yeah. So like that's my terrible shot taking face, you know. I'm like, mm, ah, there it is. Yeah. yeah. I do that every single time. Customers. I, are- I do the super girl thing, and I just like hold a chaser, and I like make the face, and immediately follow it with a chaser, so that way they're <laughs> like, oh, okay, you know. <laughs> super girl thing. Oh man. <gasps> nope, I just smile. I know she got she gets. Yeah, <laughs> she gets to see me all the time downtown now. Yeah, because I got a lot of customers that are, are like, 
what what's happening? What's today? Her birthday was two weeks ago. Happy birthday. You're taking a shot. She's taking a shot. Anybody <laughs> sitting around taking a shot. Oh, man. Everyone's it? buying each other shots. You just get mm-hmm. fucked up. It's so That's bad. how it happens. <clears throat> and so, the other weird thing about blackouts is sometimes you'll black out and still be like able to walk around fine and function and talk and you're not stumbling you're not falling all over yourself other times your equilibrium gets all screwed up and you remember everything but you're like tripping and falling and can't keep yourself upright it's like why does alcohol do different things to you at different times is it all about you know what you're drinking or strange like mindset or what you ate for the day or like your stress level I don't know I feel like on different days like there's some days I'm totally fine there's some days I'm like "Mm, two drinks and then so I uh I've been getting blackout for way too long I stopped I'm like I don't get blackout too often anymore but um when I first started you know 14 you know um I used to like get so like embarrassed, like, oh my God, what did I do? What did I do? Who was around me? Who seen what? I gotta apologize. But then when once I got older, I call it my my drunk brain. My drunk <laughs> brain will actually look out for me when I'm blackout. For me to not say anything stupid or do anything stupid. And I don't know why it is that maybe it's like I've internalized embarrassment. So that when I'm drunk, it's like, don't do this. <laughs> oh, man. No. I wish I had that superpower. That sounds like an awesome oh, superpower God. to have. Pretending Cause, cause to I get not drunk be drunk like, tends to be hey, something I'm really good at. Like, I'm like, here's how I really feel. And fuck you. And fuck you. And <laughs> like, you did me wrong that one time. I never forgot about it. Yeah. So I've turned into a total asshole sometimes when I'm wasted drunk. Like, I think it's practice. And then like telling your brain, like, yo, don't embarrass yourself anymore. You mu- you're going to get fucked up again. You're going to get drunk. You're going to black out. Right. Don't embarrass yourself. And now it's like a part of like my being. To like try not to do that when I'm sober. Oh yeah, I embarrass myself easy. But drunk, wasted, blackout. I'll try as hard as I can. I might talk a lot, but I mean, you you know. I, know. I wake up in the morning. I ask her. I'm like, did I say anything? Did I do anything? She goes, No, you're fine. <laughs> I'm really good at like pretending not to be drunk. So my friends will be like, Oh, she's fine, and then like. I'm sitting there going like, am I though? <laughs> you know, am I? I feel like I'm probably not, but everyone else around me thinks that I'm perfectly fine right now. So I've kind of like learned to like, you know, play it cool. And I can walk in heels while drunk too. And that helps. <laughs> that does, I don't uh, think I can do that. I, I know her giveaway sign when she's drunk. Right there. Sorry, shaking the hair out of your face. I feel like I'm always like shaking the hair out of my face when there's really no hair in my face. What what are what are your uh, like drunk signs? When you're like, all right, I just did this thing. I know I'm fucked up. No, I say listen a lot more. Like when I'm talking to people, I'll be like, listen, blah blah blah. I say listen a lot. Um, I'd have to like think about other ones. I'm sure I have tells, but you know, when you're drunk and you're doing it, you don't really like think about it but there are sometimes like the way I speak just kind of changes or like I get really quiet and I'm like oh shit I know that everyone's gonna think I'm drunk so say something quick you know 
<laughs> like input yourself in the conversation somehow, but I don't know. I kind of feel like it's harder for me to like fake being like not high than it is for me to fake being not drunk. <laughs> our, neighbor, our neighbor's daughter is yelling at something, so we just oh. yeah. You know, like that's why we keep looking at it. What about no, you? I, feel like, you I feel like when I'm out having a good time and I'm like buzzed drunk and I'm just like, you know, it's a party and everything's cool. That's one thing. But when, it, when I'm like blackout drunk, I can tell, like I've had conversations with people where I can tell that they're like, they're not saying it to me, but behind the, the facade, they're like, all right, dude, like wrap it up. You're annoying. <laughs> like you're drunk as hell. Yeah. You know? I'm like, Oh, I'm being that guy right now. Shit. I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> like, let me just shut up here for a second. Stop talking. <laughs> I get I that a lot. Repeat. <laughs> you repeat a lot. You repeat a lot when you're drunk. And she's heard every story. So she's like, oh, yeah. And then you did this. I'm like, oh. yeah. That's very I sad. think a lot of people get that way, though. Just kind of like always telling the best stories of their lives over and over and over. You know, you have like 10 stories that you just hold on to. And you're like, every chance I get, I'm going to tell this fucking story. It's hard when you've I got a that. it's hard when you've got a weekly podcast. Like you gotta have a lot of stories. <laughs> it is hard. Mm-hmm. Like, did I tell this one already? Am I gonna annoy the audience again with this one? Ah, fuck it. <laughs> Usually, like by the time it comes around, I'm like it's probably like ten or more episodes behind us, so I can yeah, tell it exactly. again. <laughs> Something for the new <laughs> listeners, right? <laughs> you guys taking shots? What, is that what's happening? Here, I'll cheers to that. I'm drinking I'll definitely one. Definitely drink to that. Remy, what are you drinking? A uh, little Traverse City whiskey tonight. Ooh. Good stuff. I'm assuming you guys are drinking Jameson. He's drinking Jameson. Oh, wow. I don't really think I can drink on camera, so I'm just going to. Oh, yeah. I'm drinking oh. coffee. Well, so what if are you being followed by the FBI? Or but, you're being, like... but you're drinking Jameson, so that's good. Here, so I just don't want to. I don't want to like record myself drinking. <laughs> That's true. I understand that. You're um, only allowed to see drinking in public. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like in pu- you said in like, public. In public, like uh, teacher happy hour is like uh, I'm. Not, I'm not going to give too much away, but teaching teacher happy hour is probably almost as intense as bartender happy hour. <laughs> so you know what? My cousin's a teacher too, and she's told me some stories as well so oh, yeah <laughs> teachers nurses there's a lot of there's a lot of industries out there that get down uh-huh. and let loose when they oh, are yeah. for sure quick and loans people yeah quick and loans. oh yeah quick and loans people yes those people get blackout <laughs> uh-huh which is funny because their job doesn't like, really seem that stressful. You know what I mean? It's like, I get it for nurses. I get it for teachers. I get it for bartenders. If you've got a stressful job, okay. But like, I don't know, schmoozing people and trying to get them to refinance their home. Like, is that really super stressful? I don't know. Maybe it is. So sure. right before quarantine, I was working at the nightclub I work at now and I was like leaving and my friend was with me. She was like guest bartending for us. So I was like, let's go back to our cars together. So we're sitting in the car talking, whatever. 
And I see this girl like stumbling around and it's very cold outside and she's wearing very little. Okay. And she's stumbling around, stumbling around. I realize it's like three o'clock in the morning. So I kind of like pull up to her. I'm like, girl, you gotta stay in the car with me for a minute. So we go up to her and I'm like, Hey, are you all right? She goes, yeah, like I'm no, I'm not. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> She's like, I don't know where my purse is. I don't know where my people are. I'm like, okay, so she does not doesn't have a purse, no phone, no shoes, nothing. So I'm like, I can't leave this girl alone, right? So I'm like, hey, if you want to like call an Uber, you can sit in my car. I'm not going to go anywhere. Here's my like phone number. Here's my ID, like a picture of my ID, like here, I don't care. You can like look at me. I'm fine. So she was like, all right, she gets right into my car. I'm like, I'm going to pick up reinforcements because my friend has to leave. So I come back to my house, pick up my friend, Jack, and we like drive this girl around looking for her friends. And she's from Canada, first of all. So we had no no clue where she's at. She's like, I know my friend lives in Royal Oak near a 7-Eleven. All of the 7-Elevens, all of them. She figures it out. We get to a place and she like goes inside and then I like leave. And I get like a message the next day on Facebook from them being like, hi, I'm her friend. I just want to let you know, like we were home. We had left her there because we couldn't find her. And like, thank you so much for bringing her back. But I was like, does she even remember? And she was like, no, she doesn't remember anything. I just went through her like Facebook messages. And I was like, all right. I tried to message her friend. What what assholes, though, to like, oh, we just left her because we couldn't find her. Well, they were like, we couldn't find her. She like was with us. And then suddenly she wasn't with us because I thought the same thing. I was like, these people are dicks for leaving because I would never leave my friend. And I've had people do that to me. Like I had a birthday party that my friend drove me out to Ann Arbor and then left me there. What, Val? Don't you just wait until, like, the bar is completely closed and see if you can find her afterwards? Because it's not like she can go that far. Well, like, it was, yeah, that's what I would do. But it was, like, 3 in the morning by the time I found her. And I was like, hey, I can take you somewhere. You know, like, it was so crazy. I've, like, that was, like, my good karma. That was my good karma. Because I, like, yeah, absolutely. girl from, I don't know, sex Dude, trafficking I was managing in, uh, in Royal Low, and at the end of the night, I had to, like, walk through, you know, do the regular walkthrough, check the bathrooms, you know, check the hallways, make sure nobody's, like, passed out randomly somewhere, right? You right. know, uh, I ended up checking, like, the downstairs bathroom, you know, I go in there, and there's a chick passed out, like, pants to ankles in the fucking bathroom floor, there doing there. Like, I think and I'm just like... Oh you shit! Didn't, you I'm didn't like, make me climb under the. Stall. I'm like, I run out. I'm like, no, I'm not going to be the one. I think I was serving then, so I think it's back at the time, or somebody made me like knock on the door or try to open it, and like, oh yeah, the security. And I'm like, help I this think, lady. I think I had to climb under it and open it. Her, her boyfriend yeah, left her there. I had to do that. He yeah. thought that she was talking to another guy. I'm like, oh my god, dude, you left her there, like. Yeah, I think I had to do that uh, where we were too once. I had to crawl under the stall and open the door for somebody who was like couldn't like they were they were passed out in the yeah. stall. I've had to do that too. Actually, a couple of times, 
at almost every place I've ever worked at, I've had to do that. It's <laughs> like, weird because you feel like, like it's an invasion of privacy, but there's no way for them to come out of that stall in any way, shape, or form. Okay, and there was... like, of course, our neighbor is also cutting his grass right now. Um, you want to make sure they're okay and not dead or something, but like you're like, I'm crawling under a stall, but somebody perfectly locked at one point. It's so weird. It's yeah. so weird. Oh, yeah. I know. I've, I've had that experience once um, at another bar I worked at. It was like I was going to the bathroom anyway. And then as I was walking out, my boss stops me and is like, go find out if this girl's name is inside of the stall in the bathroom. So I'm like, okay, I'm calling her name, calling her name. I like start kind of like looking underneath. I'm like, sorry, guys, I got to find this girl. Like I'm, I reasonably believe she's in here. And she's passed out on the yep. fucking ground like naked completely naked and i'm just like all right something's gotta happen so i go get the bouncers i'm like clear out the bathroom i'm gonna get all the girls out of here we gotta try and find her boyfriend or whatever i'm gonna try and get her dressed right so i'm sitting in there and it's hard because you're it's like i don't want to i don't want to like you know have this girl come to and i'm like pulling her pants up or something yeah. you know what I mean? like, <laughs> right, like, what's like this is awkward but i'm obviously not gonna drag her out of there without any clothes on you know like no so i'm trying to get her up trying to get her up can't get her up so finally like i get her like dressed enough and i get the bouncers in for us to like you know carry her out and we finally like find her phone and we answer the phone it's her boyfriend and he left her because he thought that she had left or something just like left with somebody else and i was like that's your girlfriend (laughs) dude you know like it's just like crazy these when you're in those situations and it's like, I don't want to like have to, you know, dress somebody or whatever, but I'm not going to drag you out of here naked or, you know, right. put you in a position to be like embarrassed, you know, who decides so to get, get out of here? Who the hell decides to get no, completely like, naked at a bathroom bar? Uh-uh. Like, yes. This whole thing's coming off, like, and then you black out, you black out before you put your romper back on, and your butt ass naked. (laughs) Also, look at girls' clothing where it's like they'll wear, like, you know, like little crop tops and then like high waisted pants or whatever, and they pull their pants down, and then it looks like they have like this and then just their pants off. Right. You know, it's like they're still pretty fucking naked or like pantyhose. That's a nightmare. I don't know why you guys do that still. <laughs> any sort of bodysuit, any sort of anything. Oh, yeah, for oh. sure. Rappers, unitard. The price you pay for looking cute while going out, eh? You might guys have no idea. Guys are just, <laughs> just throwing some dingy jeans and an old T-shirt. And I'm just, you know, when I go, when I go piss, I'm just going to unzip. And that's all I got to do. <laughs> like, Maybe unbuttoned too. Unspoken <laughs> rules of a female bartender or a female waitress is like, if a girl passes out in the bathroom, you're going to be the one to help her. It's not going to be the balancer. It's not going to be the bar bag. Mm-hmm. It's going to be you. That's yep. true. Yep. Yeah, I've had to deal with that quite a few times. But, you know, it, I, I never want anyone to be embarrassed about that because I'm just like, everyone has that moment. I mean, I haven't had that moment, but... Everyone has like a pretty shitty moment in public. It just kind of happens. And like, watch yourselves. Be careful. Make sure you're checking out for your girlfriends. Make sure you're checking out for your guy friends. Mm-hmm. Everyone, just like, be good to each other. And and don't don't 
do stupid shit in public anymore. <laughs> Even if you're mad at somebody, don't leave them. Mm. Even if you don't want leave them from like way up, way far away from the bar, like don't leave your people. Like don't mm-hmm. listen. See, and if you're really mad at them during this time, it's probably because of alcohol. So give them a fucking pass for a minute. You know what I mean? Right? <clears throat> I'm one of those jerks though. Like I'll get really drunk and decide that I don't want to be there anymore. And so I'll just split. Cause I don't want to deal with the whole like, 10 million i'm like i'm either gonna like go on an adventure or just drag my ass home i when i was living downtown and and going to the bars downtown and i didn't have to drive or you know anything i would just skedaddle i would just evaporate into thin air and everybody be like dude we were partying we were having a great time we turned around like where the fuck's remy is like ah i was fine (laughs) (laughs) Went, went home and slept it off Oh, especially for like football games. I used to go to the Lions games and it's like, it's so early in the day, you know, it's like you're drunk at noon or one o'clock or something like by five o'clock. I'm just like, you know, I can't see straight. I need to go home and sleep as I go home and sleep it off for a couple hours and wake up and be like, oh, okay. I'm fine now. (laughs) One eye in it. Yeah. I will say having, having a partner is one of the, best things for a drunk for, for somebody who like gets wasted fairly you know a lot so right. we we uh we don't go uh back and forth so it's like okay whose night is it if it's her night <laughs> yeah. i have to watch like she I, I won't even be at work and she's like hey put those shots that people buy for you to the side i'm gonna take them when i get there you know right. like it's her uh, even if I'm working, like that's just what we do. To the point where a lot of my regulars, they know that too. Like for anybody watching, uh, if you have somebody like that to be like, "Hey, let's do me Friday, you Saturday, something." Somebody to have your back that you can trust, and then they're mature enough to be like, mm-hmm. "Hey, I'm not getting wasted. I'll have three, and then that's it." Well, so it's hard good. too because it's really hard to get lifts and Ubers right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. like. Like when he was working, because right now his bar is not open again. Yeah. Um, so when he was open, like I would come down there, but I would come down there afterwards because they were only open outside and I can't spend all day outside in 90 degree heat. Like I just can't. Nope. Um, yeah. So we would like switch like what nights one of us would drink, one of us would be good, one of us would like drink. And yeah, like because there's no way of like one of us being, or both of us being responsible or one of us being, res- none of us being responsible because somebody had to get us home mm-hmm. and there are no lifts and no Ubers at all mm-hmm. right now. So yeah. no, you need to plan. You need to extra plan accordingly in the time of COVID because, you know, if you're the type that usually goes out by using Lyft and Uber with, you know, so that you can whoop it up and have a good time and drink as much as you like, and you can't do it anymore. It's like, uh, I mean, honestly, I have not been out very much at all this whole time. Like, a couple of times I've been to bars, but not much. It's the old home drinking for me. We cut our. Yeah, we go yeah. to we go to our neighborhood bar, and then we go to my job, and then we go to his job, but his job's been closed. So really, we yeah. stay at home now. It sucks. COVID needs to be over. Are you guys still hanging out at like Shams? Yeah, that's, that's our neighborhood bar. Yeah. yeah. Well, you should message me. We, we will. I was just thinking, I'm like, you know what? I need to hit Lauren up to be like, hey, let's, let's, let's. Do not it. live far away. Oh my God. 
I know it's funny. Um, I texted you the other day about the whole like, like Sailor Moon color pop thing. Yeah. Uh, today because like obviously like you text me as I was doing my makeup so I was like you know <laughs> but I have to tell you this I know it's completely off topic but I think you really find it funny so I got my uh Sailor Moon stuff right yeah super excited bought the whole thing right message them but look got this one yeah <gasps> oh no <laughs> Something's missing. (laughs) The product is not inside of the case. Okay. So, well, at least the nice thing about it is that they will probably give you a refund and the product. So that's nice. So they're resending the product and something else, I guess. I don't know. That's awesome. Well, good. Thank you, ColourPop, for rectifying a terrible situation. Thank you, ColourPop. I love you. And things happen. You guys are awesome. But. I was cracking up today. I was like, I had to tell Lauren the story and show her. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, so yeah, you guys are still hanging out at the uh wait, did you just show us an empty bottle? It's okay. Bottle? Oh, you have more. Yeah. Okay, good. I was about to say that's not good. Yep. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I had to make sure. I was scared. <laughs> coffee and next to tim hortons on nine mile is a yeah, thanks tim hortons <laughs> all the sponsors right. <laughs> thank you tim hortons thank you jameson thank you color pop <laughs> oh don't get me started on like my computer setup that's oh. another conversation okay have you ever had to like kick someone out of a bar that was like entirely too drunk to even like understand what you were trying to say to them Yep. Oh man. Yeah. Um, At your job. Yeah. For for my job, uh, when they come in, because we I work downtown, like right next to Greektown. I'm in I'm in Bricktown, so uh, I have to notice it immediately. If somebody's already wasted, me and the bartenders will look at each other, and be like, they're not getting nothing from us because it's too dangerous. I've right. been in situations where people work in a very alone. The train tracks are right there. So, but I've definitely I, I kick people. I'm one of those bartenders where now, after 11 years of working in the industry, mm-hmm. it don't take much for for you for me to like tell somebody I gotta go. You know, it's, it's just not worth it for that person to be around. So if somebody's drunk enough and wasted enough, and a lady says, "Stop talking to me, don't touch me, get away from me," yep, and it happens again, time to go. I mean, yeah, any one of those. Any one of those scenarios is strike one, two, and three. Like, you're making unwelcome advances to somebody. You're obviously just being an annoyance and getting on somebody's nerve. Time to go, buddy. Uh, I was working in Royal Oak one time, and this guy came in. And he was real kind of just, like, quiet. He wasn't stumbling. He wasn't being loud and belligerent or anything like that. And he asked me for a Miller Lite. I'm like, sure, no problem. Give him the Miller Lite. Come to find out, he's been drinking all day. He's hammered, wasted. He just covered it real good for that first beer. So he's sitting there drinking a beer, and he starts doing that. He's hitting on some girl. He's annoying her. He's talking and annoying the people next to him, and he's getting on. So the manager comes over and starts, like, getting in my face, like, why the fuck did you serve him? I'm like, dude, because he seemed fine when he ordered a beer. I'm like, and he's like, come on, man. You can't tell. I'm like, well, yeah, now I can tell that he's obviously belligerently drunk. But when he came in and ordered that first beer from me, he seemed just fine. Right. So, I think you know, you can't always tell, but you can deal with it. 
feel like drunk people can get two minutes of like, mm-hmm. I'm sober enough to order something from you because I really want it. Like, yep. <laughs> I mean, as a bartender, I feel like uh, I have served people too. Like, oh, they're totally fine. They're totally fine. And they're not totally fine after you serve them. But in that time you talk to them, you would have thought they, they were sober completely. That's yep. absolutely been something I've experienced. That's something I've done. <laughs> <laughs> I've like, how do I get this shot in front of me? Dude, my issue is like I know so many bartenders at every bar that I go to that none of them will say no, Noonie. Right. You're cut off. Yeah. Like someone, is, yeah. your wife is probably on her way to come get you. I'm gonna make sure you sit down, but or they're here like, you go. your wife's on the way to come get you. Here's another shot. Don't leave. Right. <laughs> oh God, dude. Like, and I had the owner of your bar text me like, uh, "Nuni's really drunk right now." I'm like, "I am already on my way. I'm coming up there." Jeez, though. I'm trying to think of specific. No, is that? That last time, um, when I at at. Nick, when I was sitting in the corner and that guy came up and Bear was like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of my, uh, one of my ex, uh, security guards happened to just come in for the night. So he was sitting down. Um, it was a slow night, but this guy came in and I was kind of just just filling him out, like seeing where's it. Cause you know, some people, especially downtown, you might just have the, the guy who just, you know, is that guy. Yeah. But this, do you need to come in? My wife is always up there. I'm not the one to be like, oh, that's my wife. Don't talk to her. So you know? I sit in the corner and I play on my phone. If I go up to hang out with him, I always sit in the corner and I play on my phone and let somebody I know comes in because I don't want to bother him, but I like to hang out. Okay. Right. So yeah, this guy is like uh, talking to her. He said something that like really like, you know how to, you know, you'll be listening in on conversation and something will just like catch you. And I'm like, okay, now I'm looking over. Security guard who used to work the goes, I got it. I got yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he, I'm like filling out how she's feeling too, because I don't want anything to go too far. I don't want her to feel uncomfortable or any woman so or me, anybody. I'm also extremely mean. You know? So I look up for my phone and I'm like, I'm not interested. And I look back down. Like, <laughs> I was not even going to entertain it. And then working downtown Detroit but at a black owned bar. That, yeah, yeah, at a black owned bar. And then most of the time, she's the only white girl in there. Mm-hmm. For the most part. So, you know, he said something of the white girl, why you in here type deal. Yep. I get that. As soon as I like, okay, dude, that's enough. Security, ex security like, even goes, you need to leave. You yep. know, so a lot of times I have like customers who will be like, we got it. We'll take it from here. A lot of times. A lot of regulars would do that. Yeah, especially at your bar. Mm-hmm. We definitely think need about to have a bar uh, that's like that. We definitely need to have an episode uh, all about the bouncers and get some of our favorite bouncers to come on and tell some of their stories because I know that they've got some great ones. Oh, and they are seriously, <laughs> they are seriously some of the heroes of the bar industry, man. Like a good bouncer is so worthwhile. Like, I'm gonna send you a video that you can like that you'll see of like bouncer stuff. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite. One of my favorite bouncer stories was when I was last time we all worked together. We were I was working some. It was a some massive show um, in Ferndale, and I was bottle service. And somebody pushed me and the bouncer that night. And I was bottle service, so I'm like literally my hands above my arms trying to get to wherever I, whatever booth I need to be at. And the bouncer that night closest to me was his cousin Jelly. 
<laughs> and the guy that pushed me, I was like, I feel bad for you because I didn't have to say anything because Jelly saw it and Jelly just like ripped the guy out. And I was like, I said, excuse me. I tried to get past you as like nicely as I could, but like, I mean, it's packed. And Jelly was just like, nope, you're out. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what about you guys? Lauren, have you ever had to like, like, because I know there's a lot of times where you actually have to work like by yourself, you know what I mean, early and on in the day before security gets there. Anybody, have you personally had to kick anybody out like yourself? I did. Um, I've had a couple of situations like that. Um, but I do remember very very much so this one situation where it was like, we were open early for some reason. So it was like before security, before barbacks, everything I was by myself. And, um, I don't know what kind of festival was going on, but people were drunk. Like it was like drunk time. And this guy stumbles downstairs and he's sitting at my bar and I'm not serving him. And he is getting very, very angry about me not serving him. And I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. Like, I got to get you out of here. Like, I can't have you here. You're too drunk. Like, I'll escort you out. Mind you, I'm bartending. So it's like, I can't leave my bar. My register is back there. I'm trying to get this guy out. And he's angry with me about it. So um, thank God there was this guy who's friends with the old owner. His name is Mudgy. Everyone knows him. He has a really great deli downtown. And um, he was sitting there. Yeah, he was sitting there. Um, he actually took the reins and, and got him out. And he escorted him just fine. There was no incidents. Everything was great. But, you know, like when you're in that kind of situation, when you're just a female in general, I'm sorry to say, it's hard, especially when you have somebody that's like angry, drunk, belligerent, doesn't know what they're doing and trying to get them out. And, uh, you know, I've had people be like, you're not the real manager. And I'm just like, but I am, <laughs> but I am <laughs> like, I, I don't know what else to tell you. I am. And I'm, I'm telling you, you can't come in. Um, I've had issues with drunk people that were coming in that um, like, they were fine to come in, like just drunk enough where it was like, mm-hmm. they, I didn't think they were going to cause a problem or anything. Some like sec- got past security, but then they don't have an ID. And you're just like, I know that I know you, and I know that you come here all the time. Still but can't let you I've had people go nuts on me, like freak out. Like, I'm going to call the owner. I'm going to call you. I don't care who you call. He's going to tell you the same thing. Can't come in. Sorry. People have an entitlement problem, you know, like they feel like they, you know, that. That, that they're entitled to come to a bar and drink. And it's like, no, it's, it's a, it's a privilege, not a right. And I can exercise my right to cut you off at any time, refuse service anytime. I don't need the manager's approval to do so as the bartender. Like it's totally my call. And uh, yeah, I was working at a little place where I was the manager and the bartender and I came in drunk and starts slurring and swearing and like trying to order something. And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I can't serve you. And he's like, what, what do you mean? I'm like, I can't serve you. You're obviously intoxicated. Oh, and like, you know, Hemin and Han and big rigmarole. And I want to talk to the manager. I'm like, oh, sure. No problem. Like, so I turn around, I go do something else for about five minutes, just completely ignore him for like five minutes. 
And I come back and I'm like, yes, sir, may I help you? And he's like, what the hell? I told you to go get the manager. I'm like, I am the manager. <laughs> oh, so you're a funny guy, this and that. Blah, blah, blah. I'm never coming back here again. I'm like, that's good because you seem like an asshole. We don't want you back here. Right. Like, hey, you can leave now or I can call the cops. Your choice, buddy. Like, go ahead and leave peacefully and it's no harm, no foul. But if you want to keep yelling at me, I'll call the cops. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, no problem. I've called the cops on people. If, if it gets to that point. Have any of you guys, like, within this quarantine, have any of you been blackout within this, like, current couple of months? Um, no. Yes. I have been blackout? Yeah, not blackout. I've gotten pretty hammered a couple of times during the during the lockdown. I feel but, like a lot of people. Uh, no, not blackout. I feel like a lot of people get blackout out because you can't meet your basic needs. Like you can't eat when you want to eat. You can't like drink water when you want to drink. You when you need to drink water. I feel like when you're like at home, you can kind of like cater to like your own needs, like of like relaxing or sitting down or like you're not right. pressured from the bar. Like yeah, I'm well, eat some chips. I've gotten blackout drunk in my own home where I didn't go out anywhere before. I've done that. Yep. I think we've gotten blackout in bed. Like for, one thing that we like to you do, get blackout in bed. we'll sit in bed and watch like Supernatural or something and just pass the bottle back and forth <laughs> while laying in bed, dude. <laughs> That's been a lot of fun. That's a sign of a good marriage when you can sit there and do that. <laughs> I agree. That's a good thing to share with each other. Yeah, we, we didn't kill each other during quarantine, which is really good. <laughs> Relationship. Like, we're one of those that actually got, like, stronger during quarantine. Oh, yeah. Good. I agree. I agree. That's a good thing. Yeah. The single guy isn't jealous of you guys at all. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Rub it in, why don't I mean, you? I will say that my relationship has gotten stronger during quarantine, oh. too, but I like you know had a pretty decent relationship anyway so <laughs> it's been it's been awful to be single through quarantine awful let me tell you like no chance of going out on dates no chance of meeting people the the people that i was talking to before but like pre-covid like just disappeared because it's like well we can't go out anywhere can't get to know you any better like no more dates no more hanging out it has That's been true. miserable. Be thankful that you guys have good, strong relationships with people that you actually like. Because for us single dudes, it sucks. <laughs> oh, I'm not complaining. Yeah, we live with this cousin and we watch his cousin go on like a few like semi dates after. There's some crazy people out there. There's some crazy people out there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The last girl, she's like talking to me about like, okay. I'm not going to say her name or whatever, but I told him, I was like, hey, if you date anybody else in the future, like ask her how she washes her face. And if she says she only uses bar soap, do not date her. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you do that? Break out, and I was like, "It's all about your skincare." She's like, "Well, I only use bar soap to wash my face," and I was like, <laughs> "I'm sorry, that would be a deal breaker for me too." Like, if my brothers or like anybody said to me, and they were like, "Oh, you should hang out with my sister," and I start talking to them, they say use bar soap on their face, I would be like, "Girl, 
no. Why? Uh, oh, yeah. I say, um, I feel like every day, like, I'm lucky that I'm, and I'm so sorry, Remy. I'm <laughs> lucky that I am not single during this. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Maybe I would just, like, dig, like, heavy into, like, into my zone, like, into school and, like, computer stuff or whatever I'm into. It's, it's, it's bad, scary, dude. dude. It's bad. Well, and you know, like I, I had, I had a friend. I had like you know a friend, and she went off the deep end, like just went totally nuts and crazy. And so I don't, I, you know, and I don't have her either. I'm just like so lonely. I guess I'll just hang on, do my podcast on Monday nights. Oh my too. god! <laughs> <laughs> don't feel bad for me. Like I'm getting old, anyways. If you're single and interested <laughs> in Remy, fun. now is your chance. <laughs> no, it isn't. Trust me, no, it's not. <laughs> He's ready to mingle. Yeah, something like that. Well, maybe if they come out with the uh, the new tests, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, like super quick and stuff like that. Things just need to calm down, and then you know, when everyone feels more comfortable, like going out and stuff, it won't be that bad. But you know, I get it. People are suffering from you know lots of different things from COVID, like like loneliness and depression and anxiety and stuff like that. I mean, I still don't know when I'm going to go back to work. Yeah, but, exactly. You know, like, I'm not getting unemployment. Mm-hmm. So, yep. what's going to happen, you know? I mean, I've been, like, so we went back for a while, and then something happened with, like, our, uh, like, patio. So now we're out for this is the third week. Which it wasn't the city, it was a state. So the yeah. state, like, I asked the owner of the bar, and I was like, hey, so the city, like, got your permits back. And she's like, no, like, it's the state that's holding everything up right now. So, yeah. Everything's yeah. moving slow. You can't get in anywhere. You can't go to Secretary of State. You can't get inspections. You can't get paperwork somebody, through. Somebody posted about Secretary of State today, and I looked at my license, and wouldn't you fucking know it? I have to get my license renewed Same. this year. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Me too. I have an expired license now. I'm driving with an expired license because it technically you can't get into the Secretary of State. State. So I'm, but I'm looking at it. It, it, it only it was only good for a year and a half. So it's only good for they're only making it good for one year now. 2019, no. I got it. 2020, it's expired. So yeah, usually I did thought it was good. Did you get it renewed? Did you get it renewed? Like, not renewed, but like, did you get like a new one mailed to you because you changed your address or something? Because the expiration date doesn't change. So it might have been like, you know, I got a new ID or like, you know, like I got a new one because I lost it or whatever. It still is the same expiration date as the one before that. Ah, So, right on. Well, hopefully the next one's good for a few years, but now is not the time to be doing it. I think it's like every five years or something. Our hour has flown by, and I it know sure that uh, the boys that have the show after us have a big uh, special guest tonight. So we need to do our little bit of wrap up. But oh my God, Valerie Nuni, it was so good to see you both. We like, love you guys. We do love you guys, and we're gonna we're gonna come and hang out with you at your little corner bar. See if we can hook Remy up with some like yes. that you guys know. Yeah, you know with us. I'll text you Lauren. You guys, <laughs> please do, and I'll message him, and we'll figure it all out. We all get out and hang out. Uh, really quickly, one more time, because we always do it every time. Um, if you have a story to share with us about your time working in the service industry, hanging out in the service industry, whatever related to going to bars, 
send us your stories at barsidetales at gmail.com and we will read them on the air. Absolutely. We'll, we'll even like dress up and play the characters. Like we'll, we'll, oh, we'll, like <laughs> we'll drunk history it if we have to. We don't Absolutely. care. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm down. Thanks again for hanging out <laughs> with us, you guys. And uh, thanks we'll for see coming you next on, week. guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.